Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. Okay, listeners, welcome back for another live show of Smart Retirement Podcast. We're here at the end of August 2019, and as we prep for something you retirees don't even care about anymore, Labor Day, we are about to have a three-day weekend, Matt, and get the last little grasp of summer here. Um, My wife and I will be heading down to Santa Barbara, which which should be a blast. And um, Matt, what are you guys up to over there in Arizona? I'm going to steal Pops away for the weekend and take him racing down uh, in southern Arizona, just a little bit past south of Tucson uh, for a really kind of fun race weekend. So racing season is back in full swing. It goes all the way into like before it starts raining, I would imagine, huh? You know, we race in the rain. It, uh, we will race in the rain. It's, it's, it's interesting, but uh, it is a lot of fun. I bet. You were just up here to visit me for a week. We, we had an opportunity to have your dad come up and see me out in California. We went and saw Steve Miller Band. That was a hoot, right? That was awesome. That was awesome. Those guys can still rock it. That is for sure. Yeah. And then you were up at Laguna Seca doing a race there. I did. That's yep, a popular was, racetrack. It, it is. It's a very historic racetrack down in California. It's probably uh, one, of the, one of the oldest uh, tracks out there. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, ended up placing second in both of my races out of almost 30 cars. So it was nice. We had a good, good time. Good for you. Not just another pretty face also can drive a Porsche at top speed. That's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, um, as you know, we've launched uh, most of our podcasts. We've started this show with you. want to appreciate those who have already been listening to the show. We've already had 100 listeners pretty much, right, Matt? Yep. Um, everyone's listening to different um, episodes for different reasons. And um, what's nice is we're already getting some questions back from some of our listeners. So I want to keep encouraging you to write us at info at smartretirementcast.com and just give us your question. We'll form it just like these ones we're about to let the listeners hear. We'll just give your name, the city you're from, and your age is helpful since we're all dealing with um, individual retirees or those prepping for retirement at different ages in their life cycle. So I've got here um, a good one. Becky from Bakersfield here. She's she is 58. She says that she's a high net worth earning, high income earning executive, and she's planning to get more tax-free money income in retirement. She can't qualify for a Roth right now, Matt. So she's asking us, is there any way to start building her tax-free income in retirement now, or does she have to just wait until she can start transferring IRA funds into the Roth? like we talked about on our RMD show. Sure. So yes, that's one way to do it. The conversion, like we spoke of in that show. Uh, but it sounds like if, if Becky's only 58, she's probably still trying to uh, accumulate funds into that IRA. So there might be a couple other things that Becky could look into. Uh, one while just plainly investing could be looking into uh, different types of like municipality bonds uh, some of those are going to have different types of tax advantages there. So that's sometimes a helpful way to go about it. And then there's a new uh, way that a lot of my clients are starting to get on board with, 
that we kind of we kind of call it a retirement account free of tax, and we utilize uh, certain types of life insurance. Now, most people think life insurance is really just for uh, passing on to the beneficiary, right, or uh, some type of estate preservation, whatever it may be. But the insurance companies really have gotten smart and created different types of investment vehicles. So you could actually fund this thing over time with a monthly, semi-annual, or maybe even an annual payment going in, just like you would any other type of investment. And then the investment, rather than just having a death benefit, will have a cash value to it as well. And when I say cash value, it actually, there's money in it that you can pull from, and it will grow with the market. And so there's a couple different types of these, uh, and it's not like the whole life insurance that a lot of people that uh, you know back in the 60s and 70s got burned with. Really, people were buying these things thinking they were a great investment, and they were sold as a tax-free vehicle. But they were illustrated in such a way that uh, you know it was almost unattainable how how much returns these things had to have to actually work with the illustration. And wasn't uh, it true that at that time that Congress kind of found that this was a tax loophole and they had their own issues with it as well? Yeah, I mean, Congress has tried and the IRS has tried to put limitations on these things. But really what's what it's coming down to, especially on the new products, which is more of like a universal life. And you can do this on either an indexed uh, portion or, or what we call a fixed index portion, or they can do it as a variable. But okay. what's happening okay. is you actually have a cash account and you're not withdrawing your own funds really out of it you're kind of borrowing against the policy when you take money out. I see. So just like you would on a, a 401k loan or when you're borrowing money from um, like a reverse mortgage, you know, it's tax free at that point because essentially it's really just a loan. It's not yeah. income. It's cash Correct. flow. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So these things are designed to work with you and, you know, create a death benefit, but also provide, um, tax-free growth and tax-free income at a later point in your life. Usually you want to fund these things for probably about 10 years, I would say is the minimum before you anticipate taking money out of them. But I mean, they have a number of different uses, whether it be for just retirement income. I have clients that are taking them out to help fund uh, college accounts for their grandchildren, right? Because uh, you've got the tax advantages there. And unlike a 529 plan, if the child doesn't end up going to school, you can just take the money right back out of it and not have any type of tax liability like you would on the 529 plan. Right, right. Um, excellent. Well, there you go, Becky. There's a way to do it. Um, a nice way to have a conversation with Matt is to dial 866-53-RETIRE. Option one will get you right to Matt Hollander with Century Financial. Um, another question we've got from Kristen here in my hometown, um, San Luis Obispo, California. Kristen is 67. She says, if my husband passes away prematurely or before me, who, what is my social security benefit that I'll receive? Am I going to receive, she basically kind of leaves an example here. She's not sure if she receives hers or hers and his or just his. So what do you say to that, Matt? I know you deal with social security much more than I do. Great question. Great question. So the simple answer to that is Kristen is going to receive whichever benefit is higher. So if she was the higher income earner during her working years before she started to collect Social Security and her benefits, uh, you know, $3,000 a month and 
her husband's is uh, twenty two hundred, she's going to keep her own benefit. But okay. if the scenario is reversed, she will receive his benefit. So that's a question. That's a that significant actually, loss, though. I mean, absolutely. She and goes that's from fifty two hundred. Yeah, that question comes out a lot when we're creating plans because sometimes we'll have the wife that's in really good health and the husband not so much and right or vice versa of course but so we have to anticipate that okay even $800 a month that could be the difference there and they lose that income we've got to replace it with something right right so because those bills didn't get $800 lower Correct. Correct. And a lot of people think, oh, well, once my husband's got my bills are going to go down. No, they're really not. Because the other way to look at it is you're going to be out spending more time with friends to keep yourself busy and occupied. So it's not always the case. That's the other one that I always hear is uh, when I retire, my expenses are going to go down. <laughs> and I just laugh. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone doesn't realize how much free time they're going to have on their hands. Until we bought that RV. Right. Until we bought that new set of golf clubs and we're trying to work on our handicap. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Well, great. Thank you listeners for those two questions. I thought they were great and and a good, a good sign that you're listening to some of the topics we're bringing up. As Matt mentioned, tax-free cash flow is, is vital in retirement. Listen to our RMD show and also the social security show that's on our podcast. You can reach that by many different avenues, right, Matt? I mean, Apple. Podcast. Yep. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, almost any of the uh, large streaming services were on there. You can go and search it. Just look up uh, smart retirement and we'll come up. And- uh, while you're on there, drop us, drop us a uh, five-star review. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, you know, as we're getting this podcast started out, there's, when you go and search a financial podcast, there's a couple hundred, if not thousands out there. And the, the way we move up on the charts, if you like what we hear today, is by dropping us a five-star review and uh, it'll help move us up. We'd really appreciate it. Cool. Well, then today's topic of conversation for our um, smart retirees and those planning for it is going to be a reverse mortgage discussion. Um, what I'll do is talk to you a little bit about some what I think are some of the major myths. Um, as a loan officer that offers this product in the marketplace, I'm constantly hearing about things that people just don't want to touch a reverse mortgage for these things. So let's combat some of those myths. Let's tell you what the facts are. We'll get into some of the technical pieces of it too. I mean, a reverse mortgage is really an amortizing, excuse me, a negatively amortizing mortgage. So I want to make sure you understand the risks of that, just like I would if you were sitting down with me at the table looking over a proposal. And then the part I love and the part that Matt will chime in a lot on will be the practical risk management tool that a reverse mortgage is. So We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, but we'll be right back and we'll get right into reverse mortgage conversation when we do. Stick around for more Smart Retirement Cast. Hey guys, Mike Points, co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast and a licensed loan officer. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you sat down with your mortgage officer to discuss how your mortgage is going to affect you during retirement or how the current products and laws out there now are different from when you originally got your mortgage? Allow my team of retirement specialists and myself to put together a proposal for you that shows all of the different products and options you have right now. This is something we can implement in the next one to two months that helps you 
improve your current situation. If you're not able to remove your mortgage payment with your current mortgage, if you're not able to tap into the liquidity, and if you're not able to prepare better for healthcare costs, I want to show you how we can do that. So please contact me by calling 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Once again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, option two, or contact me at info at smartretirementcast.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. NMLS number 1246224. With trade wars escalating, the market is seeing some serious volatility. Are you nervous? With banks not paying anything on their CDs, where can you put short-term funds for decent growth? Look no further than Century Financial Consultants. We have a new five-year guarantee product paying 3.6%. This product is tax-deferred unlike a traditional CD, and your rates won't change like an indexed annuity. You're guaranteed. Contact Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. You know, I was... I was wondering, you know, if you keep on, because the force has got a lot of power, and it makes me feel like you, it, it makes me feel like that. Welcome back, listeners, to the Smart Retirement Podcast. This is your co-host, Matt Hollander with Century Financial, along here today with my co-host, Mike Points from Central Coast Lending. Woohoo! <laughs> today, we're discussing a little bit about reverse mortgages, and I think the best way to come back to this segment, uh, I've got three things or concerns that come up a lot of the times, at least in my field, that I hear about from my clients concerned with reverse mortgage. So, Mike, if, if we could, I'll just run these by you and let's have a little dialogue on that. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. So the first one that we hear come up is they come in and say, Matt, I don't want to do a reverse mortgage because the bank owns my home. Right. That's the number one myth that's out there. Um, listen, whenever you have a regular mortgage or a forward mortgage or traditional mortgage, the bank owns your home as well. I mean, you are a partner with the bank on that deed of trust. And once you pay the bank off, you'll own your house free and clear. That's the famous words we love to hear as a homeowner, right? That's what Dave Ramsey preaches about, and own your house free and clear. But the truth is the bank doesn't own your home at all. You're still the owner on title. The bank's not on title at all, but they do have a deed of trust against your property. And what we'll talk about a bit more later in the show is how that balance on your deed of trust will grow over time because of the way that the loan will negatively amortize in exchange for no payment. So bank doesn't own your home. The bank's a partner with you and they're allowing you to have no payment, free up your cash flow in retirement. And then you would just need to monitor how much of those shares, if you will, or equity is going to the bank every year by you not having a payment. And that's really um, how I, I present that piece. Okay. I'm curious to hear what the other ones were. Yeah, so the other one that I hear is uh, I can't qualify for a mortgage. Yeah. So traditional mortgages require income qualifications. And um, the FHA department decided in 2015 that we need to do a financial assessment piece because we've got, you know, FHA is a, is a government agency. It's a department of the government. And 
they're responsible with taxpayers' dollars to make sure that these loans, if they go into foreclosure or if there's just, you know, default altogether or the values of the homes themselves are less than the loan amounts on these properties that the government has to settle that up financially. So they've required a financial assessment piece where the borrower has to show that they have enough income to make sure that they can pay the property taxes and the insurance. And then we do what's called a utility ratio check. So essentially whatever the square footage of the property is, let's say it's a 2000 square foot home. We multiply that by one quarter. So, you know, um, 25 cents for every square foot. So that means it's going to be $500 a month to for, in utility costs to keep that house maintained with heat, air conditioning, if you're out in Arizona, right, Matt? And then um, that is all that they need to show that they have enough income to cover. A traditional mortgage is going to say, look, you have to have, you know, we'll look at your debts. We'll look at your um, your mortgage the payment itself, then the property taxes and the insurance, you have to qualify for all that. So you still have to qualify for a reverse mortgage, but the qualification standards are much more lenient and that we know the payment's going to go away. Now, do you have to have good credit to qualify for a reverse mortgage, Mike? You have to have mediocre credit. So they do look at your credit report. What They don't really care about the score because again, we're not worried about the payments because you're not going to have them anymore. Um, but they're, excuse me, they're not so worried about the score, but they are worried about what your last 12 months of payments have been. So if you've got mortgage rates over the last 12 months, more than two, that's going to concern lenders. Sure. Um, we're taking the payment away, but if you're not making the mortgage payment on time, you know, that means you're probably not going to make the property tax payment on time. So that is the one thing they're looking at. However, the chatter has been this year. Um, and really since our new FHA or our HUD chair, Ben Carson has taken over, it's in the Trump administration that they're going to look at the frequency of late payments less and less. They're still loosening up the guidelines on that. And I think it's because they realize at least in California, Matt, I mean, these mortgage payments are 1900 $2,000, $2,600 a month. I mean, that's a large sum of money when you look at it proportional to what Sure, and then you start the adding the property taxes and the insurance right. and everything up there. I mean, it, it really can uh, accumulate and escalate quickly. Uh, yeah. Many of my elderly people, I have a, a, a sweet lady right now. She's, she's 70 years old. She doesn't want to do a reverse mortgage. She owns almost 75% of her home. She's got a $300,000 uh, mortgage and the house would appraise for about 950 in Goleta, California. That's just right here on the coast near Santa Barbara. Um, it's a, it's a relatively modest home. It's nice. It's in good shape. She doesn't want to do the reverse mortgage because she's leaving the property to her kids, right? So she doesn't want to run up a mortgage bill. So she says, Mike, let's, let's, but let's get me out of the rate I'm in. Um, and I digress a bit here, but I'm, what I'm getting at is that she has to qualify for a, a, a mortgage that shows she's going to have to show me income of $6,400 a month with her social security and the rent net rent income she has from her two other investment properties. She's only at 3,200. She's got half of what I need. I can't, I can't save her $1,600 a month 
because she can't on paper qualify for the payment of this traditional mortgage. So what we have to do is add her son to the loan, which makes some sense from a family uh, estate planning purposes. I'm going to add him to title. I'm going to add her to the loan. So he's going to have possession of that property should she pass away prematurely now. And that's how we roll into that scenario. But it, God, it would be great if I could just take her payment away, but she doesn't want to do that. And on the traditional side of mortgages, thank God she has that son who doesn't have a mortgage yet, makes a good enough income to hop on the loan with her. And as a non-occupant co-borrower is helping her solve that issue. What's the third, what's the third myth or so question third you myth get? question that I get uh, is, so let's say the properties, the, the loan value exceeds the property value. Mm. Uh, people are concerned that now that, you know, the, the loan's higher than the home value. So the bank is going to take my house away from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. And, and I got to be honest, as we get away from FHA mortgages, and now there's a whole nother marketplace reentering this space of reverse mortgages. In 2018, we saw a big influx of Finance of America, Bank of America, Wells Fargo started to come back into this reverse mortgage space and offer mortgages for, excuse me, reverse mortgages that are not FHA approved. And so they're not HECMs, they're jumbo reverse mortgages. And those companies have some different rules you want to look at the terms at, which it's called, you want to make sure you get a reverse mortgage. It's called a non-recourse loan. Meaning the balance of your loan can exceed the value of your house by up to 20%. So you can have 120% loan to value of the home. And if the heirs receive that property, the bank cannot go after them for the difference. So what's cool about that is as you, when you first qualify for a first mortgage, I mean, I've got to have that loan balance down to 45% of what the actual appraisal is for the house. So you have to have a lot of equity to play in this game, but let's say you get it at 65 years old because you're listening to smart retirement cast and you want to have a way to hedge your bets and, and not have this payment. Well, let's say you live to 93. Okay. And let's say you run up a pretty significant balance over those almost 30 years. And at the time that you pass away, unfortunately, what is not working on your side is the real estate market. If we have a crash or a dip like we did in 09 and 10 and mom or dad pass away and that balance is still outstanding, you want to make sure you have a non-recourse loan that will um, not go after your kids' assets to pay off the house before they can sell it. Um, obviously, if you have a loan amount that exceeds the value of the home and you want to sell the home, you're not going to get any cash proceeds from that. You know, you're just not. However, what I also want to add here too, is if the kids, the surviving heirs have enough cash to buy the loan amount back down, they can refinance that house as an investment property. One of the kids can move into it as a primary residence. So there's a lot of things you can do when you have a clause in the reverse mortgage policy that is a non-recourse loan clause. That's stuff I want to make sure everyone's looking at, whether you're doing business with me or another loan officer in any other state. So Mike, good. I, pre I appreciate you going over those. Um, let's kind of bring it back for a second. And if you would, for our listeners, just kind of explain what a reverse mortgage is, 
and how it works? Sure. A reverse mortgage is solely a product that is created for the elderly. It, the FHA and other reverse mortgages cannot even offer a reverse mortgage to someone that is under the age of 62 years old. At that age, you become eligible for this product that essentially reverses the amortization. And amortization, that's a very quick and dirty definition, is the scheduled payoff of a loan balance over a term of years where the, the, the principal and interest is being paid at a constant rate. And as the principal reduces, the interest rate um, or the, the amount of dollars going towards interest reduces and the principal is slowly but surely paid off, much like a snowball melting in hell. Um, it just slowly but surely drips away. And then towards the end, it, it really just evaporates into a puddle pretty quick. But a reverse mortgage is the opposite. It goes in backwards where the homeowner will have no payment. And with no payment means all the interest every month stacks on top of the existing balance that is on the loan. Then it becomes the new balance for the following month and interest will stack on that. So eventually what's happening is that your loan balance is growing, not melting as I used in my other metaphor. That's the technical piece of what a reverse mortgage is. The creative um, MBAs out there got were hired by these banks and said, listen, how do we further the benefit of this reverse mortgage product for our elderly um, population in the United States? And what we're doing, we're doing these reverse mortgages in Canada as well, but it, they're really popular in the US. They are now offering adjustable reverse mortgages, which allows you to, in addition to taking away the payment, having an adjustable rate, much like you would on a home equity line of credit and giving you a guaranteed access to funds. So you could have a tenured check, which is a term we use for a constant month payment where every month, much like social security. So just like for Kristen in San Luis Obispo, if her husband was to pass away and she keeps his income, which is $3,000 a month in Matt's example, she loses her social security income. Isn't that right, Matt? It is. It is. So she, uh, he, she loses her income, but we can make up that difference with a tenured payment. Other options that come through reverse mortgage, um, adjustable reverse mortgages is you can have access to a checkbook where you can pay off maintenance of the home. You can pay for uh, that Hawaiian vacation you've been meaning to go on with your family. Um, you can have access to funds for, and honestly, this is what I, I typically set it aside for health insurance bills and medical costs of aging. So it gives you that opportunity to age in place with some grace and provide yourself with the variable expenses that come just by being a human being, right? Life throws us these expenses all the time. Um, so the technical part of reverse mortgages is that you have to understand that your interest is accruing monthly. And even though that gives you the wonderful uh, trade-off of not having a monthly payment so that you have more cash flow in retirement. You have to manage how you're using this reverse mortgage. 
Um, what I dislike is that people just go and they say, I don't want to run up the balance. I just want to make sure the payment goes away, but you miss an opportunity for the curveballs that life throws at you and how to risk manage your elderly years. If you don't use an adjustable reverse mortgage, everyone has their own choices, but I think it's important to understand that not only is this a product where the, the bank doesn't own your home, they really give you an opportunity to look at many different proposals during the life of the reverse mortgage. So you can say, Hey, look, I just want to have a checkbook. I don't want to pull any income from this thing. And four years later, you can find out that you start to have some health issues. You can start planning to have payments come to you after we set up the reverse mortgage. It's not like an annuity would be, or, um, you know, some type of, of, uh, almost like a municipal bond where you just have to take the money every six months or every month, you can tailor it to your liking. So I really do like that part of it. Um, Matt, what I want to do before we I get into some more of this risk managing piece and, and some of the, what I would call nerdier technical parts of reverse mortgages, I want to take one more break before we get to the end of the show. So why don't we do that now? And listeners, as you're hearing this stuff about reverse mortgages, if you want to chat with me about your own personal situation, you can reach me by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. Option two is Mike Points with Central Coast Lending. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Or email us at info at smartretirementcast.com. We don't have to put your question on the show. We just want to give you some insight of how your personal situation can get better with some of the things we, we talk about here at Smart Retirement Cast. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Hey guys, Mike Points here, co-host of your show, Smart Retirement Podcast. Are you aware that Social Security is going to run out in 2036? That's right. See you later. Bye-bye. No longer, unless the U.S. government does something different. Let my team of retirement planning professionals and myself show you ways that you can take control by using the equity in your home to offset this possible risk in retirement. Just simply call me by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Okay, listeners, we're back for our last segment here of the Smart Retirement Cast, talking about reverse mortgages. Um, Matt Hollander with Central, Century Financial, you deal with all types of preparing, planning meetings, especially this time of year. I know you're starting to ramp up as, as people get ready for the next year. How does a reverse mortgage come up in your conversation? And is it frequently brought up because people have it or they're afraid of it? Or do they just, do you bring it up? 
instead of you that. know i think it's it's a mixture of all three uh it really depends on the type of planning that we're doing uh, a lot of the times i've sometimes i'll have a client that has a home that's paid off and they've got a decent amount of income coming in i mean they've got a small pension and social security really and it's really not me- meeting ends meet if you will uh so they're needing to access some of that equity that's sitting in the ground to kind of help with their monthly expenses, if you will. So that's one of the places that we'll see it. In a planning standpoint, though, we talked about a little bit in one of the other shows doing a Roth conversion. And a lot of the time, especially in the bull market that we've had, people aren't wanting to pull money out of their IRA or their other investments to pay for the tax on a conversion. So sometimes we'll say, okay, Maybe it makes sense to look at reverse mortgage to kind of help with the, that tax liability and help cover some of that. So we'll use it there. Um, right on that piece too, I just, let me just interject. Yeah. I, you know, even if you have a home equity line of credit, you could do those types of things. You don't have to have a reverse to do the Roth IRA in case some of our listeners are just, just getting familiar with all these products. You know, it's really, you're just saying use the equity in your home to to keep the asset in the market as whole as possible. Absolutely. So yeah. the other place we also see it will be in social security planning. The benefit of waiting past your full retirement age or not tapping into it at 62 and waiting till that full retirement age. You know, in one of our other shows our social security show we discussed some of the advantages of waiting, but some people just can't wait, right? They own their home, but they still got that mortgage payment to make. They want to retire now but they need to start taking social security to help with those expenses. Well, maybe look at using a reverse mortgage to subsidize the income for those few years that we're going to wait on delaying that social security. So right. those are probably, you know, three of the the big ones that I see quite a bit. Uh, Mike, I'm sure that you get some interesting ones that come into the office of reasons why, but so as a financial advisor, those are kind of the main reasons we'll see a reverse mortgage. Yeah, definitely the social security delay, um, the sequence of risk topic comes up where, you know, people are in a down year. So, you know, markets are cyclical and we're on a heck of a, of a bull run. But if a recession comes, which the news won't stop talking about, if a recession comes and you have to start pulling assets out of your retirement accounts to survive, it may be nice to just pull a little bit of home equity and let those products grow back. So, you know, as you're losing value, just because the market itself is correcting, not pulling those funds out. Obviously you've got your RMD that you have to pull out, but I'm talking about offsetting actual withdrawals from your IRA to offset the expenses in your day-to-day month-to-month budget by writing a check from your reverse mortgage. Now on the flip side, when you have those good years and you start seeing the account value correct and go back to a bear market, you can pull more funds out of your retirement account and pay back down the reverse balance. So you can always write a check to a reverse mortgage bank. They don't like you to know that, but you can. And that's a way to, I call it a slush fund approach, slush fund, excuse me. And so, you know, you just kind of use what makes sense right now. Um, I appreciate you giving me those insights. The other thing too is that 30% of the baby boomer retirement group out there, which is 78 million people, 
30% of them have no retirement savings. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Um, this stat is coming right from a uh, money.com and you know, an additional 25% of them have saved less than $50,000. So wow, we go into, why do I bring that up? Not because like, oh, well, obviously your savings in your house. I am worried about the um, hollow point bullet that can get through your, your force field as you're aging, which is medical expenses. You just have no idea. You just have no idea what medical expenses are going to be. You know, my father-in-law says, you know, when I get sick, I'm just going to die. I'm like, okay, okay, dad, that's, that's great. And it's not fun to talk about, but that's not likely going to be the case. The worst case is, is that you live with the illness and the expenses of that drain on your retirement accounts. The reverse mortgage would give you the ability to pull many funds, uh, monthly funds. And so I like that that risk management approach is there. Another thing that I, I want to make sure people know is 35% of the 78,000 people are going to need nursing home care. So we can help you age in place with a reverse mortgage. So what happens is you start getting a bill to keep this in-home care company, keeping you comfortable. You know, you're still at home, you're still moving around. Some weeks are better than others, some are not, but we can start making a check payable to the company right out of your reverse mortgage. So something to think about. Um, and the list goes on. I mean, there's a couple other statistics here that I like to really drill down on, but this is probably the most important is that over the last 10 years, this 78 million baby boomers have accumulated over 6.5 trillion trillion with a T in home equity. So that's where the money is. It's not in your checking account. If you're not saving it, you may not want to take it out of the market because of the tax penalties and other things you have to pay. And when you take it away from your reverse mortgage, it's really just advancing yourself money. And so there's no taxes to be paid on that. So I really, really, really like that. I think that for today, I, I don't want to get into any more real technical terms that I save that for my one-to-one -one meetings with people because everyone has their own personal interest in how far they want to learn about the reverse mortgage. But I can tell you that it's not a situation where you give your house up. It is a situation where you have to manage the negative amortizing interest and figure out what you're going to do with this asset. And lastly is let's just never get in a position where the bank can say, Hey, the value of your home is below what our loan amount is. We need to close this loan. I'm sorry. You're going to need to sell your house. Um, we can so Mike, do that. That all sounds really good. Now, if someone wants to begin the process of a reverse mortgage, uh, what does that look like? Can you kind of walk our listeners through kind of the process of what's going to go down? Yep. I totally agree with this policy. It's one I would follow myself, but the, the mortgage industry will not allow individuals to come sit with me, look at a proposal and start an application. So the first meeting is a presentation of what your actual proposal would be. So based on what we think the appraised value of your home is, what your loan amount is, we would look at a loan to value chart and see what your options are for either just taking the payment away and not being able to have access to the equity or taking the payment away and having access to equity. And some of the ways I've explained on this show, Matt, 
but we can't start that application until you go to a second meeting without me present, which includes reverse mortgage counseling. So someone's going to talk to you about the details, not that is motivated by you signing a contract and giving them a commission about reverse mortgages, negative amortizing, what it means to age in place, all the things that you really need to make sure you understand as a consumer. Once I have a certificate from that counseling session, I can then start an application with you to start a reverse mortgage. So I think the industry is doing a good job to protect our elderly, but also it requires, it's a big discussion because as nice it is as it will be to have that payment go away, we've got to put you on a path that helps you have a smart retirement and be able to use this asset to the best of your ability down the road. And especially and if I think that really it. follows along with, you know, a lot of the things that we try to talk about here on the show is acting in, you know, a fiduciary type of capacity, not only on the financial advising side, but, you know, on the mortgage side as well with the reverse mortgage product, you guys have got a, a couple of things you've got to jump through and make sure that it is in the best interest of the client and, you know, making sure that they understand exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, small story just to close out the show. I have a gentleman and his wife that live in Arroyo Grande, which is about 15 minutes south of me here. It's kind of a close to a, what I would call near a beach town. Um, and his daughter, unfortunately, could no longer take care of their grandchildren. Grandchildren are, are, children are 9 and 11 years old. They took the grandchildren in, they're living at home on their retirement income, and they just don't have enough, like you said, to make ends meet. I was able to show them that they would be able to turn off their mortgage payment, which was about $1,800 a month. And that alone gave them the confidence and the ability to help raise these kids for the next 10 years through high school. And this gentleman was 70 years old. He worked hard his whole life. He literally cried in my office when we closed that deal and made sure that the, the, we did the right thing and we took the payment away from him because he knew that he could help those kids. And he, there was a time period there where he just didn't feel like it was going to be able to do it. So it's powerful stuff that you and I do, Matt, we impact people's lives. And I want to make sure that all the advice we're giving to you on this show, um, you know, you can use it at will, but if you want to, if you, if you just don't have the relationship with your loan officer, or your financial advisor, Give us a call. We want to help you as well. And the way to do that is by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. Option one is for Matt Hollander. And option two is for Mike Points with Century, excuse me, with Central Coast Lending. Um, once again, you can email us at info at smartretirementcast.com. And um, please go on and listen to some of our other episodes. Subscribe as, as we complete these every other week. You'll be getting a new smart retirement cast so that we can continue to make a wrinkle in your brain about how to be wise in retirement. Thanks for listening today, guys. Matt, anything you want to say before we sign off? No, I think that's it. Let's go out and make the rest of our life the best of our life. Thank you for listening. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224.